Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. What is up? Welcome back to Tomahawked. I am your host, Rob Fox, joined as always by Dan Holloway. We're here to talk some Braves baseball. Let's just fucking get into it. Oh, actually, I do. I did want to compliment your hoodie before we thank you began. Yeah, it's it's real nice. It says the A hole. Wait, just the A. Just the A. You could yeah. get a sharpie. I might. Yeah, I might. I don't know. What do you think? We're not poor. We can get someone to screen print it. Um. Yeah, but then you're or like committing. A, I think that's a crime, isn't it? Well, I guess if I just made it one for myself, it's you not owe a good deal. If you, yeah, if you sell it, it's then it becomes a problem. There we'll was a see. dude in St. Louis when I was in college who was making uh, knockoff merch called the South Butt instead of the North Face, and uh, North Face sued the shit out of him. Yeah, you know North Face and Patagonia are very litigious. Yes, my uh, our our friend of the show Bert Kuntz made a. Uh, he made a shirt called Fatagonia. And it was <laughs> it was their logo, the mountain range, but with biscuits and gravy, and they sued him for it. That like, doesn't surprise. Dude, me. That's funny. Yeah, it, you don't, you're not going to make that shirt yourself. It is technically an indirect advertisement for your brand. Why would you be butthurt? About you would think that? there'd be a certain amount of parody law to it yeah. as well. But. Well, they're a bunch of fucking dummies anyway. That's for the courts to decide, right? I guess so. And then yeah. going to the courts is kind of sucks. The ass. courts always favor the corporation always you're never going to win that battle yeah um but you know the braves do win quite a few baseball games so that's nice uh they do and we had a good start so we talked about it last week on the show um that we were this was a bit of an inflection point yeah a tough road trip not that kansas city's all that good um but they're decent and san diego's pretty good and and going out to the west coast especially after because this wasn't even like a west coast road trip mm-hmm. right it was a random stop in missouri yeah and then you have to go out to fucking san diego um which is kind of tough and um this was also the beginning like we talked about last week of um the start of the braves rough schedule mm-hmm. so june ish is when things really ease up and that's kind of when we want to go on our run this current one, which is why we talked about stealing games from the Cardinals, uh, sweeping why sweeping the Royals, we talked about that ended up being huge in the Reds as well, all that stuff. So we started with the Padres. That was the first tough series. The Padres are a playoff contender, blah, blah, blah. Took two out of three on the road in San Diego. And honestly, uh, it's, it's, I'm not going to quibble too much over a five and one road trip, but we probably should have swept. We should have, but I'm not going to complain about giving up two runs in three games to San Diego, right. right? I mean, the pitching looks really good, top to bottom. Bullpen looks good. Um, oh, we're going to get into that. Yeah, Max Fried came back, looks good, but it was just a hammy for him, so we weren't. I wasn't really concerned about that, but we'll get into that as well because he's got some new stuff going on. Yeah, and um, game three, uh, you know, I on Braves Reddit, Braves Twitter, all that stuff, people were just like, hmm. It's 162 game season. Yeah. Shit happens. I don't know. They gave away a lot of at bats in that game, which was it's disappointing. But it's a fucking the the tail end of a fucking West Coast road trip in April. So what are you gonna? Draw yeah, from that? And, and honestly, also stole a run from the Padres with Hilliard's insane mm-hmm. catch. So <clears throat> it is what it is. It's it's it sucks to only go two and three. I guess in a series where you only give up two runs, yeah. but whatever. Shit happens. It's a long season. Uh, this weekend, Braves have a huge series uh, as well. It's not really huge. There's not a ton of implication to it, but it's interesting. It's going to be an interesting series to see how they match up. Uh, the Astros are coming to Atlanta, and um, we face 
the top of their rotation, plus I guess the their f- five starter who uh, has an ERA under two right now. Yep. Uh, Brown. It's a good pitching match. Good pitching weekend though. Um, Brown versus Bryce Elder, game one. Uh, both of whom have ERAs under two. And then uh, uh, Valdez right in game two, and and uh, Christian Javier versus Max Fried uh, on the rubber game on Sunday, game three. Should be an interesting series. Anything you're looking for? I mean, Fried against that lineup will be interesting. I mean, they haven't hit well all year, Houston. The Braves off to a real slow start. The yeah, they they're they're uh, but the 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 Astros are what nine and ten right now or some shit like that. They're yeah. a game under five hundred, I think. Um, the pitching's been a little bit better than I expected for the Astros, especially that other kid that you were just talking about. I can't remember his name. Framber um, Valdez? No, no. Christian Javier? Oh, Brown. Yeah, Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, I, they're, I mean, they have since, you know, cheating or no cheating, since, you know, the 2014, 2015 is when they made their first mm-hmm. playoffs with Correa and that whole crew. They've had an excellent farm system the entire time, first under uh, Lano. And now I forget their current GM's name, but he was in our front office and he just moved over to Houston. Mm-hmm. And he was the guy who uh, scouted Spencer Strider. He yeah. was like our head of scouting or something. He scouted Spencer Strider, uh, a couple other dudes. He was a huge part of Anthopolis's front office, um, espe- like especially in terms of uh, prospects and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I'm not surprised that you know the wheels are still pretty greased up and no but there's the i think the biggest deficit aside from altuve still being out he'll be back soon i think i think he'll be back next week maybe um depending on how he he performs and they they also have mccormick and brantley out so they're all all three of those guys are going to miss the series could be a good time to catch the astros yeah it is um it would have been better if it would have been in during uh luis garcia's time in the in the in the fucking rotation but (laughs) Um, I actually, that, that's one thing <clears throat> that I predicted before this season began. Um, some hitters are having a little bit of trouble adjusting to the pitch clock and stuff. Yeah. Um, but minor adjustments for the most part. And, uh, aside from, aside from Juan Soto, he's having a lot of issues with it. It's interesting. Of all he, so he had the longest time spent per pitch of any hitter in Major League Baseball last year was like 20.2 seconds. Really? I didn't pitch. know that. Yeah, um, because of all the stupid shit he does. Yeah. So it makes sense that he's having a little bit of an issue. And then Luis Garcia's always had that weird funky delivery that is now illegal, right? Right. And he's had to change that. And as as a result, he has the highest ERA of his career right now. Yeah. And I predicted that before the season started. But there, it's been relatively minimal, I think. I agree. I, don't, I haven't noticed much. For the most part, everyone who's good is still good. And even Soto, to be honest, it's really only affected his batting average. I think he still has a WRC plus at like 120. He's, well, he walks a lot. Yep, he's getting on. He's still getting on base a ton. Yeah. So it's really just a. a I guess I don't even know. I, I don't know what his slugging percentage is, but yeah, it seems to be he's just not getting hits or mm-hmm. uh, get you know whatever that entails. But um, I'm interested to see the lineup versus these three guys. Uh, obviously, we don't have any of our our. Uh, injured players back yet harris yeah. or um darno uh, i don't think there's any rush to be honest to get those guys back right now that we're just kind of we've been kind of cruising anyway so why yeah. why bother but um yeah the things i guess that i'm looking for out of this series um is i i've been very interested in in von grissom mm-hmm. um i've noticed more that uh of the uh, 
of the low exit velo stuff. I think I don't know. I think it's his approach, though. I think he's guessing a lot because it seems like he gets he gets crossed up on stuff a lot. Yeah. Like if you see a guy, if you see a guy who um, is looking away and gets something in, some guys can adjust, some guys can't, some guys take the pitch, some guys try to swing and foul it off, some guys he he gets sawed the fuck off a lot. Yeah. On inside pitches, and I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's a an approach or a stance thing. But that's something that they need to start dealing with. He so I have it later in the um, outline. But we can talk about it now um, with Grissom in particular. Um, he's interesting. If this were the '90s, you would think he was doing fine. He's hitting two seventy three, mm-hmm. right? You would for a kid his age in the big leagues, you would be like, okay, seems to be adjusting well. He uh, it seems like he's finding holes, um, but when you dig into the numbers with him, it starts to get not great quickly. For mm-hmm. one thing, his uh, average launch angle this year is. 3.3 he's hitting a lot he's hitting the ball on the ground a lot yeah, yeah. uh which you know you want i think they typically want it in the mid-teens yeah for for launch angle 15 to 18 yeah yeah so he's essentially yeah smacking the ball into the ground um he has okay so his batting average on balls and plays is 286 so he's not getting i guess lucky you know you could say in that front um but yeah he uh the exit velo's up a tick, but not where you want it. No, I, I wonder what the mode is, or or um, the the mean rather, not the mode. Um, so you know, mean, median, mode. Me, mean is the average. Yeah. Median is uh, the range that shows up most frequently. Mode will be the specific number that shows up most frequently. There's too many numbers for that. But I the 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 mean would be interesting to see. Does he have a high concentration at like 50 to 60 mm-hmm. and then a high concentration at 90 to 95. And it's just getting dragged, yeah. dragged into the middle because of the number. He hits the ball hard a lot. He absolutely. Like hits. every, every other at bat, he fucking smokes the ball, but then the next at bat, he hits a dribbler. So yeah. I wonder if it's that. And that I could w- be, he, uh, he was robbed of a home run by the ballpark. On, yeah. Um, he hit the Christ out of that ball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he hit it to the deepest park of pet, uh, deepest part of Petco where the wall, goes back mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's here and then it's good uh, so at most other stadiums i think that's that ball's probably gone probably yeah um so that sucks but yeah i mean it's the, the launch angle thing to me is probably more so uh an issue than uh than that's an approach thing that's something that you fix on the tee and in the batting cage <clears throat> yeah. it just takes time for that stuff which is interesting because uh, it, it it's one of many reasons that I that I'm starting to think maybe we need to trade him at this point because we're a win now team and he is a project. He's I think he's a project with as high of upside as anybody that's a prospect right now. But we can't afford to slot him in every day. Right. When Arcia is gonna play better. Yes. Right? Um and they think Arcia is a midterm guy. Yeah, he's twenty seven, so and he and they get signed what, a three year deal? Yeah. So Three I'm, years, seven and a half million or something like that. Right. So, um, and Arcia, by the way, uh, we've talked about this before in the show, but he is a former top 10 prospect. Yeah. Yeah, he's a legit dude. His, his uh, throwing accuracy has always been a problem. It's short. Most of his errors come from errant throws. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you, know, you heard a little bit about his defense, and I'm watching him. It doesn't seem to be range or hands. It's not range or hands. No, it's always been throwing. It's like uh, I actually had a, a very funny argument with a buddy of mine. Uh, on Twitter about it. It was like, Arcia's career defensive percentage is like fucking 87, dude. <laughs> it's like, 
Yeah, I didn't. I, I said he could catch the ball, not that he could throw it, right? <laughs> and that's. I looked into the data, and it is indeed. Uh, he has trouble throwing accurately, but it hasn't been the case this year. Yeah. Has, I don't think he has any errors this year, actually. Um, uh, I don't think so, so far. I mean, you know, when you got Wash as your infield coach and mm-hmm. um, Matt Olson's going to save a lot of errors. Yeah. It's very, it is helpful to have a big ass target over there as well. And then, you know, I don't, th- I, I'm not sure Grissom will ever have the range to play shortstop. I think he's a third baseman. I yeah. think he needs to move to third. So I think they need to move him to a team where he can play third base because Austin Riley's here for the foreseeable future. And so is Matt Olson. Yeah. So there's no corner infield position. I mean, there's a corner outfield spot, but maybe, yeah, if you want to, if you want to send him down to triple eight and let him play some left field and see if he, I mean, honestly, after two weeks, you're going to know if he can do it right now or not at the yeah. major league level, and he's not going to be any worse than the people who are trotting out there now. Right? We'll get into that. Uh, that's the other part of the Von Grissom segment, but we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Astro Series, that will be interesting to see Grissom against, uh, you would think, the best pitching he's seen so far, although Snell... This looked, year, Snell, Snell was good. And um, who? I, there was another good Padres starter that we faced off against the weekend, but I can't remember... Um, who it, it was. We didn't run into. Let's see. We, who was it? Did we play Darvish again? No, Darvish wasn't in there. Okay. Um, let's see. But I mean, Valdez. I mean, uh, Brown is young, but seems to be good. But uh, Framber Valdez and Christian Javier are both uh, excellent pitchers. That Weathers kid, Ryan Weathers for the Padres. He's twenty three years old. He's looking real good this year. I yeah, mean, they've got a pretty legit rotation. Their bullpen sucks, but they got a pretty legit rotation. It uh, it's a good team, and I, yeah. I you got to think given their recent history, they'll be making a lot of moves to, to short the bullpen. Yeah, you would think so, but you, you know, going into any given season, bullpen pitches from one year to, to the next, it's very rare that you have like three or four dudes on your team ever, like for a five or six years that are all good all the time. It never ha- never happened with the Braves. Even our sort of, I guess you could say, best iteration of our bullpen ever, the Oventibral years mm-hmm. with the. But that was only two years because <laughs> Venter's arm got fucking dragged through the goddamn mud. You know what I mean? Like yep. they, they, I've never seen a guy get – I think he had 74 and 76 appearances. I mean, Freddie Gonzalez would trot him out there with a five-run lead. Yeah. Just, it was just pure insanity. And then, I mean, even this year, we've got a great bullpen, but we, we're missing fucking uh, Matzik at least for the entire year, right? Yeah. And that, that, he was a, a big part of our World Series run. We oh, missed yeah. him from uh, a lot of last year as well. So that's just how it is with bullpens. So, yeah, they're probably going to go out and make some moves, you would think. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, so other than, like, basically a closer, like, and these guys still exist to an extent, but, like, unless you have, like, a, a Trevor Hoffman, Mariano Rivera mm. type guy, there are no long-term pieces in your bullpen. Yeah. Um, but let's get into the pitching a little bit. Actually, this is a very pitching-heavy episode. Uh, first up, there's interesting shit with Max Freed. Uh, before I get into that, I wanted to ask you, though, what did you just think? What did you see in his first start back? Um... I noticed that um, the command was really, really good. And I don't mean, like, he didn't walk anybody, but that's not what I mean. I mean, he was hitting the spot he wanted to when he wanted to, even if it was uh, a setup pitch. So the command was really good, which is, you know, good because he was off for, what, 15, 10 or 15 days? Not, not Yeah, 15. two weeks, it basically. Like, it was like, yeah, it was like, I think, 12 days of not pitching in a game, something like that. Uh, 13 maybe, but you, you worry about rust. The guy loses because, you know, it's all about mechanics and rhythm, especially for pitchers. Um, we see what happens when dudes get off a little bit. It's just like uh, it happens to um, 
It happens to Charlie Morton all the time with his curveball. Yeah. He just can't locate it for like three games in a row. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it is an unhittable pitch <laughs> for two weeks. Um, but Max came back, and he was super sharp. He was super sharp. And I did notice he added some things to his repertoire. I don't know if that happened. If this I just gave him the opportunity to fuck around with it in bullpen sessions or something, but I've never seen him throw. He's been a fastball changeup and then 12 to 6 curveball guy for the entire time he's been in major league baseball. Yeah. And now all of a sudden there's this I don't know if you want to call it a back foot sweeper, but it's kind of a back foot sweeper almost in the it's not quite as sharp downward moving moving as uh, Clayton Kershaw's slider, mm-hmm. but it's it 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 it's a different break and a different bend than you're seeing. There's a lot more it's almost like a fucking a cutter on steroids, right? With a little bit taken off of it. Yeah. And it's interesting because the third, this is a problem for every major league pitcher, no matter how good you are, is the third time through the order. Yep. Right. That's why Maddox would, he, Maddox would give up a fucking hit before he would show you his third pitch in the first inning. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, he had the confidence to do that. Not a lot of guys do. They just want to get outs, but that was, that was pretty interesting to see a guy who's been in the league for this long, all of a sudden come out with a new pitch just off of an injury like that. And what's crazy about it, so it's a sweeper, also known as a slutter? <laughs> that was, uh, the the broadcast crew has had quite a bit of fun with that. <laughs> um, because in the latest, the latest game when somebody was throwing a sweeper, uh, they said there's another word for that, but we're not allowed to say it on television. <laughs> so I don't know if they got reprimanded for it, but the idiots at, at, uh, at uh, Atlanta Stadium put the word slutter up there. Yeah. I've never heard anybody use slutter before. Ever. Ever I, until I just, this year, I feel like there is some somebody in the booth or somebody in the on the in the and the uh, what do you call it running the fucking board, and it's like oh it's a slider cutter. You ever <laughs> seen anything like that before? Must be just like don't say that, dude. <laughs> and it was up on the board like six out of the eight positions yeah. were that. Uh, Francoeur had a good time with that. That was pretty. Funny. Of course he did. Yeah. Uh, I so he's throwing this pitch, and this would be his fourth pitch. Like it's not re- it's not replacing the curveball. Right, like it's the curveball is still there. Yeah, which is nice because he, the curveball he uses in in the twenty one World Series run, especially he was so good at this. Um, the release point and the peak arc of that curveball is the same as his chest high fastball, which is he throws in at about ninety six, ninety seven, impossible to hit. You can lay off of it if you know it's coming, but if it's backed up with that curveball, you don't know which one it is, right? Yeah. and it's the same arm slot, it's tunneling. Um, that curveball is nice. It's real nice. But you've got a lot of data on this about the. Uh, I don't see spin rate, but it definitely about the uh, the break. What's going on here? Yeah. So the uh, um, Statcast already rates this sweeper as his best pitch, which is insane for like uh, in I think Stuff Plus is what mm. it's called. That it rates it as his 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 best pitch it's so last year he he do, he did have a fourth pitch always he had a slider right that but that was his fourth pitch it goes fastball change curve with him for the most part um so the slider had one inch lift and four inches of you know cutting and sweeping it, it, roughly the velo 87 miles an hour um the sweeper is it's got a two inch drop with between nine and 15 inches of sweep uh Stuff plus, I'll get the stuff plus score. I know you're gonna bother to say because I don't 
know what that's in in relation to like what a good score is but they say it's his best score in stuff plus it goes uh it's between 81 and 85 miles an hour so it essentially i mean 15 inches of sweep that's just across the whole fucking batter the the, the plate is 19 inches from black to black it's 18 inches just white part of the plate yeah so that's quite a bit yeah. that's quite a bit of movement and so the guy who was breaking it down to he was trying to figure out if it was two pitches, like a baby a sweeper and a baby sweeper, mm-hmm. or just if Max is fucking with the range, mm-hmm. just to fuck with hitters. He thinks it's just variance on the on the one pitch. So he's essentially. But the primary slider that he was throwing last year was nowhere near. It, it didn't move anything like this, right? No, I mean it was a tight button, just a quick late break, yeah. right? Which is. You know, that's a good pitch in a certain circumstance, but I don't know that it plays well with a 12 to 6 curveball, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you need something with a little more break on it side to side, I think. And this is, uh, <clears throat> that's quite a bit different. I mean, going from a one inch or a four inch break to a nine inch break, that's, that's like the barrel is only five inches. Right. You know what I mean? That'll, that'll get you off the barrel at least. Yeah. And, and so, what do you think? Um, I didn't really notice this because that's just not something I uh, inherently see. Um, but how do you, I mean, pairing this with a curveball, I mean, would, it, would this be the type of thing where if it comes out of the same arm angle, then a guy has to guess if it's breaking 12 inches down or 15 inches across? Or- yeah, I would have to look and see where it tunnels from. I'm sure the release, his release point on all of his pitches is the same, the same yep. location, but. Um, there's also like how the pitch travels, what it looks like out of the hand, and then what it looks like about halfway to the plate. Yeah, or even three quarters of the plate if it's a fastball uh, cutter. Um, I'd have to look at that side by side to really tell, but I think it matches up pretty well with a changeup that's moving the other way too, right? Okay. Um. So. So essentially, you it's the type of thing where you have to guess if it's a changeup or a sweep. Right. So if you're throwing. Um, <clears throat> If I'm throwing fastball changeup, those are coming out of the same slot, but they're quite a bit different in speed. Um, some he he throws a pretty straight fastball. There's a little bit of movement, but um, the 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 changeup moves low and away to right-handers. Um, when you see a changeup with a little bit of run on it, backed up with a sweeper like that, which is they're about probably about the same mile per hour. I would I would guess. Yeah. Um, it looks like the same pitch until it's too late, f- for the most part. Um, unless the hitter's got really good vision, and then they're going to see the button on that ball. Yeah. But even then, like that, that pitch is tough to hit, so it's all about location at that point. If you throw that pitch down the middle and it ends up six inches off the inside of the plate, if you hit it, it's not going anywhere. It's either going foul or you're breaking your bat in half. So, um, yeah, it's a good pitch to back up uh, a sweeper like that is really good coming off of a changeup where a guy's looking for a fastball mm-hmm. because it looks like a fastball for a little while. And then it just kind of sh- dives in there and breaks bats and misses bats. I like that pitch, dude. I mean, if he, he there's a, there's a lot of good pitchers in the league, you know, like right now, Spencer Strider is an incredible pitcher, right? He's averaging 90 strikeouts per inning or something. I don't even something know. obscene like that. Yeah. I mean, all that shit and fine, or whatever, but even amongst the great pitchers, in the major leagues, a handful of them have four pitches. Mm-hmm. Well, e- e- think about guys that have had 
a lot of success and then added to their repertoire later on. You're talking about people like Max Scherzer, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, that do things like that, and that's not a bad role model to have right? as, as far as being good for a very long time. Yeah. I mean, he's 39 years old now, and he's still doing pretty well because he's fucking smart. Well, he's on 10-day suspension now, but, <laughs> so not that smart. Although... I think he got why is, fucked. Why is the rosin bag on the field if you can't fucking use it? Right. By the, so the rule says illegal substance. It doesn't say you can't have sticky hands. It says you can't use illegal substances. Right. But he decided not to even... Uh, he, he's being a dick about it, to be honest, and he's right to be a dick about it. So he said... Um, it can affect your legacy. Sure. But Honestly, he, like... Yeah. He, he said that he's not even going to bother appealing it because it's the MLB running the appeal, not a... Uh, independent arbitrator, arbitrator. Yeah. so he's like fuck you you're just gonna rule against me anyway so right. I, I like that i think he did the right thing there um three pitchers <laughs> have been suspended so far this year for all the same guy all by phil yeah. cuzzy the uh the umpire which uh, might tell you something that's an interesting common denominator uh so i kind of think max i mean max is my guy he's a mizzou guy but he, he, i think max got fucked um but yeah man freed with four pitches i i that's just well, you see even Strider's trying to do it now. He's trying to add that change up. Yeah. He's got to go with a forkball, man. I don't know why he's fucking around with a change up. It's like you – how many – I'm trying to think of power strikeout pitchers in the upper 90s who throw a change up, and I can't think of anybody. The only one that I know that's a power pitcher that throws that fast <clears throat> is um, Sandy Alcantara, and he doesn't strike people out. No. He throws a sinker. You know yeah. what I mean? But he, throw, he has a good change up too. But that's to induce contact. Maybe that's what he's thinking. Maybe it's more likely to get soft contact on the changeup and mm-hmm. then a, a different pitch. A forkball is just going to be swings and misses more. Yeah. But I mean, that, that would make sense in so much that Strider still has efficiency problems. And part of that is born out of the fact that when you are a strikeout pitcher, mm-hmm. a high-volume strikeout pitcher, you are going to throw more pitches. That's true, but I feel like he's still fucking around too much. Yeah. I, I, he seems like a pretty confident young man. Uh, he's got the stuff. <clears throat> for sure i just wonder greg maddox needs the waste pitch i'm not sure spencer strider needs that waste pitch i right. think you just go right at guys mm. and fucking dare them to hit it just throw three fucking fastballs upper quadrant inside outside and yeah. just fucking good luck bitch i so the best strider start that i remember watching last year uh, we didn't actually win the game, hilariously enough, but it wasn't because of that. We lost the game after he was out, uh, and he was out sometime in the fifth inning, I believe. But do you remember the Cardinals game he pitched? I think mm-hmm. it was in St. Louis. Um, that's what he did. I mean, he just pumped the zone, like literally, with his slider and his fastball. Just bang, 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 and they couldn't do a goddamn fucking thing. Yeah, he sh- let's see. <clears throat> and the- he was pretty efficient in that game, compared- I mean, because it was just strike- Swing him as strike, swing him as strike, swing him. I mean, like struck out twelve in six innings. Um, only gave up two hits, and he only threw a hundred pitches. Is Striking the, out twelve in six innings, and he only threw a hundred. Is that the Cardinals game here? Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, July of last year. We ended up losing that game uh, in extra innings, but he didn't give up any runs. Walked two, so he walked two people, struck out twelve, and still only threw a hundred pitches. In six innings, that's that's pretty fucking impressive. I mean, that's kind of what you're looking for. Yeah, game score of seventy eight. That's that's pretty. Uh, you can live with that shit. Yeah, I mean, he was just <laughs> fucking pumping the zone. It was incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, freed with four pitches. My God, that is the type of thing where 
it's funny because you know that'll keep that can keep them easily in through the third time through the order but it's yeah. like and that's nice you know for the regular season if you want to uh save the bullpen or whatever mm-hmm. and it's nice for the postseason because you can whip out any pitch at any time you're not going to throw more than seven innings in a postseason game regardless yeah and say. if you especially if you're going in a in a seven game series if you're pitching for the second time you can pitch backwards i can start out yep. with my sweeper and then back it up with my fastball which is what he did in the 21 world series right yeah. he came out hard with that curveball and then fucking lit so many people up with a high fastball in that last game it was really nice yeah um but you can't do that with you can do it with three maybe but you can't do it with two no St- spencer strider's only got two yeah although he throws 99 with strider is the type of thing where you maybe want to uh put someone like right right before his second yeah. start right because uh, so uh you know they're not used to the velocity that's gonna happen soon as soon as i think as soon as uh and, and it may be soroka we'll get to that in a minute but as soon as somebody's ready to step in to that number two hole i think you do as good as he is i think you do move strider down i think so too i i think and we've talked about this before um with Smoltz, where it's like, I wonder if it would have behooved Atlanta to, you know, obviously you can put those guys in any order, Matt, yeah, yeah. Glavin, Smoltz, but I wonder if it would have, Glavin was always the two, and I wonder if it would have behooved the Braves to have Smoltz in the two as a sort of change up between days. Yeah, I mean, if it was, if it was like Kershaw or Chris Sale or Randy Johnson or somebody like that. Yeah, you go right, left, right. But Tom Glavin didn't pitch like a lefty. No. He was a right-handed guy that just happened to throw left-handed. So, yeah, probably. Bobby Cox wasn't the great at managing a fucking pitching rotation. You know, or he, staff in general. He, he didn't need to manage him that much yeah. in the first place. And it, that's just a different era of thinking in, in baseball. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. So, anyway, speaking about the pitching, next up, uh, I'm getting way too fucking excited about Mike Soroka. I don't know that you can get too excited about him. If, if he is back... Like, he seems like he might be back. As far as the regular season mm. is concerned, anyway, everyone is fucked. If 2019, even like 75% of 2019 Mike Soroka comes into this rotation, it's fucking over. Yeah. He's, uh, <clears throat> the performance in Gwinnett at AAA has been very good. Yeah. Obviously, uh, 13.3. Well, it's 13.2 innings, I think, not three. Just 13. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I probably missed that. <clears throat> yeah, 13 and two-thirds innings, 11 hits, four walks, 13 Ks, 132 ERA, 110 whip. The velocity's back up to where it was before. Um, <clears throat> it's a lot of strikeouts for Mike, too. That's more than you would expect, but it is AAA. Yeah, right? true. So, I mean, it's, there's, there isn't a huge decline are as huge a decline as there are for other levels of minor league baseball, but these guys are all on two-way contracts ready to be in the major leagues at any time, so they're not a bunch of fucking humps either. Right. Um, but yeah, that's uh, this is very this should be very concerning for the league, to be honest, because we're... I mean, you're talking about... Even if Elder doesn't keep up what he's doing right now, you're talking about four, you know, four guys in a rotation between Freed, Strider, Soroka, and uh, and Kyle Wright that are could be legit number one starters anywhere else. Yeah. That's – and then, honestly, Elders look so good, too, this year. ERA under um, two. I mean, Elder looks like, if we talked about before, he, he looks like he's made the leap. Yeah, so do you remember um, – you know who Greg Maddox is, right? Remember that guy? Yes, yes. Look up Greg 
And look, this is, it's not ever fair to compare anybody to one of the best at something of all time. That's, <laughs> right. that's just a kind of ridiculous thing to do. But this is Greg Maddox's stat line for his first two seasons in Major League Baseball. Uh, 36 games, or 32 starts, 18, 8 and 18, 559, 559 ERA. Uh, his whip was 1.66. 10.8 hits per nine innings. Yeah. That was his. And then all of a sudden, in 1988, he went on one of the biggest or the best pitching runs in the history of the game mm-hmm. for 15 fucking years of yeah. excellence every single year. I don't think he had one year in that time period over four until 2004. Yeah. Right? So 16 years, technically. And he had one, two seasons under two, and I think seven seasons under three. Um. <clears throat> that's a lot to expect out of somebody. I don't think Elder's quite there yet. I don't, I don't know if he would ever get there because Maddox is kind of an aberration. But to your point, yeah, I think that leap has been made now because he's, he's, he's doing – he's not making the mistakes he did last year, right? He's not well, – he, he would get up early and account – one of two things. He would either go down 2-0 to mm. every batter and then have to fight his way back, or he would get up early 0-1, 0-2, and then throw a bunch of stupid pitches trying to miss bats and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's not doing that anymore. And he's not a strikeout guy. Like, you don't necessarily want him to miss bats. No. You want him. You want the shitty contact he's going to do. But with Soroka, um, w- w- so let's say Soroka comes into the rotation, which I, I think it's obvious he will at some point. I, I Honestly, if he's not back by next week i would be surprised yeah i don't know why they wouldn't bring i mean, I stamina to, i would i has to be conditioning maybe but it, it's if he can give you five innings at triple a he can give you five right here and it's not nobody else is giving you more than five yeah typically in major league baseball so um so what do you what, what does the rotation look like then obviously you go you know freed and strider the one one two uh, right is back right now. Kind of got roughed up in his first start, but mm-hmm. whatever. It's you know, is what it is. Uh, and then you've got Morton and Elder there, so you'd have six guys for five slots. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I kind of put Morton. Honestly, I'd probably move Elder up to four and and have Morton and uh, I'm sorry, yeah, move Elder up to four and and have uh, Soroka at three when he comes back and let Wright. Well, we'll see how his next start goes. He pitches tomorrow against Houston. If he does good, then then it was a blip. And uh, you just throw him right back into the three slot. But yeah. otherwise, we've got enough depth to give him a little standoff and let him work some shit out while he's still at the major league level and the rotation and shit like that. But I think the odd man out is going to be Morton. You and it th- should be, too, because I want to save that arm for the playoffs a little bit. He's an older gentleman. Yes, I, and I agree with that. And, you know, I agree. Morton's probably the guy. But credit to Morton. We can go to the next thing here. Um, the pitching has been you know everyone's hurt really like the lineups hurt a lot too but the pitching has has had injury issues between freed kyle wright um i mean that's two guys basically it's uh what uh, two-fifths of your rotation out mm. and you know you've been plugging the get plugging the holes with the guys like dodd and stuff like that but credit to like we talked about bryce elder who's got a one five three era one two five whip and uh a two point six five or i'm sorry 2.60 fip so mm. uh you know his pitching he's not getting lucky per se but morton too he's two and two has a 322 era he's doing i mean he is that is 
that to me is like the fucking definition of what he we wanted him to do this year, right? Eat, fill out the first half of the game, limit damage, be effective. Yeah, and I wonder, I mean, he's the only guy on the roster, aside from, I think, right in the playoffs in 2020, that has experience coming out of the bullpen as a long reliever, if you want to call it that. Yeah, uh, right technically came out of the bullpen for that world series game in 21 but he that was after the first inning we had an opener that didn't i forget who it was but it didn't go well and then Wright came in and pitched i think four great innings i mean having provided things go the way we think and Soroka's good uh uh elder continues Wright gets back on track this week having a guy like <clears throat> like morton on the mound to give guys a break when they need one or as a flex like that. I mean, that's, that's like having Debo Samuel as your fucking running back slash wide receiver. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's that, that is a, that is a very, very good position for a major league baseball team to be. in. Do you, I'm getting to the point now just to have an extra guy on the roster who can come in and throw high nineties, mid to high nineties and eat up four or five innings in the middle of a fucking game is Holy shit. You can't fucking buy that. I'm I'm almost at this point now where I'm like nervous about how embarrassed with riches we are. You know, it's it feels a little bit like that last year in Golden State where everybody just got fucking hurt. It's like you tempted God too much. Like, oh, you're going to make a good team? Fuck you. And just destroys everything. It, it's just like there's I, I don't know what to say about like I know this is a Braves podcast and I don't want to sound like we're just fucking sitting here filleting ourselves, yeah. but like there's just so goddamn much. This is a bit how I felt. I, I always go back to 2003 because 2003 was the last time that I, I said, I've said this before, that uh, I thought we were going to win the World Series. Mm. Obviously, we didn't. But to, in 2003, I was like, where's the hole? Like, yeah. where's the problem? We are fucking loaded, fucking everywhere. And this is where I'm at now, where it's just like, the. I'm almost nervous because I'm like, the only reason we would lose or like not make a deep run in the playoffs or whatever is like us. Yeah. That's it. It would be our own fucking fault. Like there's not even, I didn't, at this point, the team's so good. I don't even want to hear about like, well, we ran into a hot team or well, the Phillies have a good top end of the Mm. Like We do too. Everywhere with everything. There's nothing we can't match that like it would, it it would just be like an infuriating coin flip loss. Yeah. If we, went out in the division series or something like that or stupid mental mistakes which most of the people on the team don't make i mean a lot these guys are pretty locked in the only the only people on the team that i'm worried about with mental mistakes to be honest are uh ozuna obviously because Mm. he sucks at life yes i I really wish aa would take a page out of the diamondbacks playbook and just cut that motherfucker and eat the money i hope that the diamondbacks start a gofundme dude just get rid of him. Get yeah. him out of here. I hope that the Diamondbacks cutting Bumgarner actually gives him the balls to, Seriously, to do really that. Because, f- I mean, fuck it. It's fucking done. It's done. We talked about it enough yeah. before. But, like, yeah. <clears throat> He's and then terrible. who would be the other one that you're afraid of mental? Uh, Ronald Acuna. Yep. Yeah. Didn't he? He had a, I missed it because we were working, I think. But for the game three in the Padres, mm. he had a pretty bad base running error in the first. A bad base running error and also gave up a couple two at-bats, I think. It just his approach... He's still, I mean, look, he's, what is he, 23 years old? He might be 24 by now. He's still riding on talent right now, Mm -hmm. and there comes a point. He's 25. It almost makes it it better for people like Riley, who are extremely talented but not quite as naturally gifted as somebody like Acuna, 
to run into problems like this early mm-hmm. and then change your approach. He he needs that. That's the next level for Ronald Acuna is his approach at the plate because he gives up so many at bats. On like an O one or one O pitch, he rolls over a fucking cutter outside and hits a weak ground ball to third base. Dude, you are a fucking power hitter in Major League Baseball. When you're one of the top five players in the league. Yeah. That cannot happen. Yeah. It's just a lack of Lack of approach and a lack of mental focus. Yeah, I would say still there's a, a lack of maturity there as well. Because And what's annoying, too, is that like you will see so many at-bats. I mean, so far you've seen it. He's hitting, or was, the other as of the other day, like 380 or something. He's, he's hitting 370 right now, I think. Yeah, and, like, it, and like a lot of that is on the back of base hits that he has hit when he missed his pitch. You know what I mean? And so now, like, the pitch he was hunting, yeah. he missed it or it didn't come or something, and so now he's got to just battle through the rest of the at-bat. And he's, he fights off balls or whatever and gets that base hit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Get, like, he, it's coming off of his... It's coming off of approach, essentially, right? But it, fe- it felt like, by the end of the Padre series, uh, to your point with the rolling over cutters and shit like that, you know, he gets kind of, like, heat check and gets kind of, like... I don't know. Does he, he get like mentally exhausted? Like he, he can't. He doesn't have the mental uh, stamina to be locked in at all times. So <clears throat> these are these are some in limited uh, uh, data set here, but these are interesting numbers. So OO he's hitting four fifty five. So when he makes contact on the first pitch, four fifty five. Uh, oh one zero he's over four okay. and that's the one i see most common just him rolling over something i wonder if that on a lot of those oh ones he's either mad that he didn't swing on oh because it, or he misses oh mm. and is mad that he didn't hit it yeah. and then oh one just swings at whatever the fuck is there so on <clears throat> on oh two he's hitting 571 <laughs> On one zero, so early in, if, if he gets his pitch, he's hitting eight hundred. On one one six twenty five. On one two three sixty four. Still. Now on two zero, he's hitting zero. No hits on two zero. Okay. Um, he's okay two one and two two on three zero. He's only hit once. Um, but on three one and three two, he doesn't have a hit in ten yeah. bats in either one of those. So I think it's that's an approach thing for me. It's like. If you're swinging on three one and three two, and you're not, that that means you're g- guessing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like the <clears throat> part of the approach is to look for a pitch in a certain part of the zone and take a swing at it. That wouldn't show up in this data because this only accounts for walks or hits, right? right. Uh, so that means he's not getting his pitch and swinging anyway. Yeah. More or less, or he's missing it, which I don't think is probably the case because yeah. he doesn't miss much. So he's he's getting his he's not getting his pitch, but he's swinging anyway in these high uh, leverage um, counts, and that's that's just approach. And it is a maturity. He's twenty five, yeah. But it's time to fucking turn it around, dude. Twenty five like is about time you <clears throat> it's grow up time. It re- it just reminds me of when you see people that are clearly better than everybody else, like Patrick Mahomes, and how they lose focus sometimes. Yeah. That's really irritating to me. I want to see fucking excellence out of you. Yeah. And I think part of it, too, is um, he still has it's, – it's so funny with him. Like, when you see him, uh, you know, quote-unquote, battling in a net bat mm-hmm. versus watching um, someone like 
uh, Freddie Freeman or someone still on the team, Ozzy Albies, battling in at bat, right? Uh, Albies is actually a great example of this, mm-hmm. I think. I see when Albies is battling, I can see him playing defense at the plate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. I can see him putting the bat on the ball in terms of like, I need to foul this off or I'm playing, I'm defending this part of the play. That's not my pitch, but it's too close. So I'm going to fucking punch yes. it. Yeah. I, I never see Acuna playing defense. I see him aggressively going after a ball, even if it's not his pitch. And if it gets fouled off, it's just because he fouled it off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't get the sense that I'm watching him be analytical, that I'm watching him be strategic or tactical with his approach. Like it's where, <clears throat> where I do see that out of like Albies. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a frustrating situation, uh, but it is what it is. And I would still, if I was going to say mybookie.com, uh, bet on a Ronald Acuna Jr. home run most days. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do do that, use the promo code Drinking Bros uh, to double your first deposit up to $1,000 at mybookie.com. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere there. We're betting a lot of baseball right now. You've done some parlays and shit, uh, I believe, haven't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So is Delco. He's betting the baseball parlays now. I think there's, Delco is a he's a baseball better now. There's a lot of value in those parlays. I mean, even a three or four game parlay, you're getting like twenty to one sometimes. So it's yeah. not bad. Oh yeah, and the, and you know it's kind of baseball games are kind of coin flips to an extent. But if you have a vibe for how those teams are doing and mm-hmm. who's on the mound and stuff like that, you can get some good you can you can get some good results. Uh, speaking of good results, real quick, the uh, Braves bullpen. Speaking of pitchers that have been holding it down while a lot of people have hurt, Braves bullpen, been a bit depleted, still ranks fifth in the league overall in wins above replacement. They're currently third in the league uh, in ERA at 271, but most importantly of all, the number one stat for me for a bullpen, they lead the league in whip. Yeah. <clears throat> Less than a runner on base per inning. I mean, the team whip is uh, 126. Yeah. Which is pretty good as well. Uh, not as good as the Rays. They don't, but they played a pretty shitty schedule. But yeah, the having a WHIP under one, that's how you know a guy's a legit reliever. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the best indicator that somebody's a legit reliever. Um, and it's interesting the group, the cast of characters they're doing it with. It's. Um, I mean, right now, Jesse Chavez is the best reliever in baseball. Yeah. That's not going to hold, yeah. but yeah. the numbers currently, man, uh, he's, he's fucking dealing. Yeah. A.J. Meadows has done a good job holding down the closer role. Um, I mean, he's always got that talent. He yes. had, he, there was one year where he was a little off and just got behind a lot and ended up throwing belt-high fastballs and getting mm-hmm. crushed for three-run homers. But um, for the last three years, he's been pretty locked in, oh, yeah. which is a long time for a fucking reliever. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, we don't have – now that uh, Edwin Diaz is out for the year, Rizon Iglesias is probably the best closer in baseball when he's on the field. Maybe Clase from Cleveland yeah. is, is better. Uh, I mean, he's on the field right now, so he's better. Right, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're doing a great job. I don't know who uh, Joe Jimenez is or where he came from, but he's had a pretty good couple of outings yeah. um, lately. I mean, they're just filling in. Like, it is a very much a next man up. And what's... This is what you want to have a bullpen more than anything. So I talk about the whip, but specifically, they're also third best in the league in walk percentage. Mm-hmm. They're not fucking walking dudes late in the game, letting you know a rally start to ferment. Uh, it's it's huge, and like they're missing. So Yates just came back, correct? Yeah, he looked good the other day. Yeah, uh, McHugh still out. 
Rizal Iglesias. Yeah, I think McHugh comes back this week. Yeah, he's been pitching at Gwinnett. Yeah. And Rizal Iglesias, uh, I don't even know what the update on, on him is. It actually seems like it's um, he might be a minute. Which is unfortunate, but you know what? If we have him for the second half, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm not concerned about having a closer in the first half. Uh, and we do have a closer. I mean, Minter is yeah, yeah, excellent, yeah. so <clears throat> that's not an issue for me. Um, but yeah, man, the bullpen doing it with, without even all of their talent, doing exactly what we mm-hmm. we expected, and I'm in love with it. Uh, one last thing I want to talk about really quick. I sent you an article the other day because I didn't know if you'd seen it or not from mm-hmm. Fangraphs about Sam Hilliard. Yeah. Um, I kind of think Sam Hilliard should be our starting left fielder. Well, I mean, the defense is definitely there. And to be honest, the I think the only reason it's not happening is because of Eddie Rosario. Because mm-hmm. it would be just two lefties platooning at the same position, and that doesn't make a lot of sense. I kind of think right now I would like him in there instead of Eddie Rosario. Uh, well, he's definitely playing better. Yeah. And he's a, he's a, a, a much, much better defender. I mean, he's the fastest guy in Major League Baseball, I think. Uh, he has a sprint speed in the 97th percentile. Yeah. And right now, it's not an issue because Harris is out, so he, Hilliard's yeah. just getting more playing time anyway. But let, once Harris is back in center, I mean, Hilliard has a 180 WRC+. Plus. He's slashing 375, 463, 563. I, it's, so that's a... His OPS is over... Yeah, his OPS, OPS is over 1,000. Not bad. And so that Fangraphs article I talked about, um, it essentially said that Hilliard was killing himself... Uh, the last couple of years, trying by, to beat the shift, yeah. Yep, trying to go the other way and beat the shift. And now that he's back with the Braves, now that he's with the Braves, they said they're like, what the Braves should do is tell him, fuck that other way shit. The shift isn't even there anymore. You're a giant man. Yeah, correct for launch angle and just start fucking hitting bombs. And he to appears be to be doing that. Mm-hmm. And he is also buoyed by the fact that he's not hitting into the shift anymore. Like he's still hitting singles stuff like that. Hilliard, I mean, I don't have any like sort of long-term projection or hope for Hilliard just because it's too soon and his career so far, et cetera. But he seems to be a sort of diamond in the rough find that we made this off season. <laughs> and I think, you know, the same way, um, you know, two years ago with Solaire, how we mm. were like, you know, those numbers, obviously Solaire had, had a 40 home run season a couple yeah. years before that, but with Solaire, we we're like, you know, those numbers uh, don't really bear out how he actually looks. And I think Hilliard is, is, putting up that type of year so far this year where we found a guy who from the look of him should have been doing better than the numbers indicated and he just needed to make adjustments and i want to see how far we can take those adjustments well his so far in 23 his uh exit velocity is 95 and a half good lord yeah that's that's pretty strong um let's see barrel rate is okay Oh, that's pretty good. Hard hit percentage is sixty five percent. I mean, that's that's high as fuck. It's a, in a limited sample. I mean, it's only For sure. only been twenty games or so, but or fifteen games, however long it's been. I'm trying to find his launch angle and stuff. I would imagine it's not great for launch angle. Um, da, 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 where is it? But I mean, I. I I want him in there as much as possible, uh, just because a the defense is there. So, in he should be in left or center most days. While mm. because you don't Kevin Pillar is a great defender, but you don't want him in the lineup every day. Honestly, if Hilliard's gonna be there, I'm not sure that he has a place on the team. Frankly, Pilar. Yeah, I think you keep Rosario in that spot as a pinch hitter and shit. I yeah, I would say Pilar's end of the bench for like pinch running mm. and stuff. By the way, Hilliard also has three stolen bases. Yeah, he's fast as fuck, man. He is really fucking fast. Um, 
Um, oh, here we go. See his egg, or his launch angle. Should, launch angle is thirteen point two, so he's close. Yeah, it's not, and it's up from so last year his his he was in the eighties for a while with his exit velo, and last year it popped up to ninety two. This year's up to ninety five and a half, um, and the launch angle is about the same as it was last year, but it's a point higher than it was two years ago. So he's got some work to do there. Yeah, but he's close, man. I mean that yeah, he could definitely be. I mean, I don't know what we're going to look like when we have a 25 home run guy, 25 home run, 50 steal guy in left field every day, because right. that's what he's capable of. Yeah. Um, that would be, again, just an embarrassment of riches right now. We've got no problems. None. We've got, uh, the Braves only have first world problems right now. Yeah. Champagne problems yeah. for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, but yeah, that, that, I, I really would like to see more out of Hilliard. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, we will until uh, Harris gets back. But once Harris gets back, I would like to keep seeing Hilliard. And um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why you even run. Right now, I would probably, when Harris comes back, maybe Platoon, Rosario, and Ozuna, DH, until Darno, Darno gets back. Yeah. And then. There's no reason Eddie should be seeing the field. No. And I love Eddie Rosario. Yeah, he's cool, but he's hitting 188. Yeah. You know, his OPS is 533, which is better than Ozuna's. <laughs> um, his OPS is 429. <sighs> Jesus Christ. 083, he's only got two hits. I think they're both home runs. No, he's got four hits. Two, two of them are home runs. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Time to move on, yeah. folks. Um, maybe we can trade him. I would just... Nobody's going to take that contract. I would trade him for fucking hot dog vendor. <clears throat> just like a, a mediocre hot dog vendor to just work the stands. That's yeah. any fucking. I mean, there's anything. no fucking salary cap in baseball, and no. even if there was, the Braves wouldn't be over it. No. They're like what sixth or seventh in salary or something like that. Yeah, in the top ten for sure. Um, yeah, they need to uh, launch this dude into the fucking ocean. Yeah, or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of. I don't even like watching his at bats anymore. No, it's it's brutal. just like he flails three times and maybe he hits the ball and probably it's, doesn't. It's horrific. Uh, but that's all I got for today. Uh, Braves start a series with the Astros mm-hmm. tonight. Should be a good one. Catching them hopefully at the right time because they're missing yeah. a couple guys. Uh, but yeah, that's all I fucking got. Thanks for that.